from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. Today we have some listener questions from someone named Wall Street Calls on Instagram. Their first question is, do you do any options trading? If so, what is your options strategy? So the short answer to this question is no. I presently do not do any options trading. But let's talk about options just for a second anyways. So what are options? Options are the right, but not the obligation, to buy or sell a security or some other underlying asset at a set price at a given time. So a call option is an option that gives you the right to buy a bond, stock, commodity, or other asset at a set price in the future. And a put is the opposite. It's the option to sell. And there's lots of other different types of futures contracts. Options all fall under this umbrella of futures and forward contracts. Not to dive too much into the rabbit hole, but the difference between futures and forwards contracts is that futures contracts are publicly traded, whereas forwards are just private arrangements. All this could be a whole episode all by itself, and I know a lot of my listeners aren't super interested in the intricacies of finance. So let's jump back to options. Why don't I trade options? Well, if you trade options without owning the underlying asset. I think you are typically gambling. Now, what do I mean by this? If you have options to buy or sell Ford stock and you own Ford stock, purchasing options on Ford may not be very risky because no matter what happens, you have the underlying stock. So let's say you buy an option to buy Ford at a specific price. And let's say that the option becomes executable and that the price of Ford decreases substantially so that you can exercise this option. You lost money on your underlying asset, but you made money on the option. So that option potentially helped you manage risk. And for the most part, I don't own too many individual stocks. I've mentioned a few that I do own, but not a terribly significant amount. And like I've said before on the podcast, You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, and really only a small portion of your portfolio should be individual stocks that you've picked. This kind of plays into the next question they ask, which is, what is your overall investment strategy slash how do you allocate slash diversify? And I've spoken more about this in detail, I think, but the basic idea I have is that I buy index funds for the most part. And I look for a few different types of index funds. I look on U.S. companies, but I also look at international-focused index funds. I look for broad index funds, looking at as many small-cap companies as possible. And I also allocate some of my money towards REITs, which are basically like stocks, but for rental properties, kind of like they, they own real estate. And so you get real estate exposure by owning a REIT. Okay, let's take a quick break and we will be back with more questions to answer. Okay, and welcome back. 
I wanted to go over at least one more question from this user. And their question is, if you had to choose between the two during this crisis, would you A, increase your 401k contribution to indices like the S&P 500, or B, would you keep your contribution as is? That's a great question. I think option A sounds really appealing to me right now, but technically, in my situation, I am doing B. As far as my 401k contribution goes, it's the same even in this down period. But that's because I'm maxing out my contribution for the year, and so I can't really contribute more, even if I wanted to. That being said, if I wasn't maxing out my contribution, and I was able to, I would increase my contributions during this period. And with my IRAs, that is what I have been doing, at least a little bit. Next question. What would your advice be to a 55-year-old with no retirement or savings accounts? Their employer doesn't offer a 401k. They are able to save $100 per month. In that situation, I would look to contribute to an IRA as much as possible. Also, since they are over 50, they're able to contribute an extra $1,000 a year to their IRA. So normally the limit as of right now is $6,000 a year, but if you are over 50, you can contribute $7,000 a year. And so that would be my starting place, maxing out an IRA. Now, depending on their taxable income presently and what they expect it to be in the future determines the type of IRA I would use. If they expect their income to increase in the future, then using a Roth IRA today may be better. If they expect their taxable income to decrease in the future, then perhaps they want to use a traditional IRA. Beyond that, I would just try to save as aggressively as possible and then invest as much as possible. I'd make sure to get an emergency fund first, and then you can invest according to your risk appetite. Conventional wisdom says that as you get older, you should shift your portfolio away from risky investments and move towards safer investments. At the same time, this individual seems like they have a lot of catching up to do, and so they have to balance that trade-off between risk and reward. And really, there's no one answer, I think, for everyone. It really depends on your preference and your appetite for risk. And while the premise of the question was that they had $100 a month to save, really, I would try to increase that number as much as possible. Because that amount of money may not be enough to fully fund a retirement. So I would cut back on all expenses possible and really start living an ultra frugal life. Lots of rice and beans, not really eating out, cooking at home, packing lunch, all that jazz, all the things that this podcast is really all about. So the last bit of advice, which of course none of the advice in here is actual financial advice, would be to listen to this podcast. The last question I want to talk about is this. Have we seen the bottom from coronavirus fallout? And how are you protecting your investments during this time? And this is a great question. And anyone who tells you they know for certain the answer to it uh, is full of it. The stock market may go up, it may go down. Who knows what it's going to do next? If we did know what it would do in the short term, 
you'd be able to execute on that and make a ton of money. And in fact, if everybody did, everyone would act on it until there was no money to be made. It's kind of the beauty of efficient markets. That as opportunities to make free money appear, people take advantage of them and they disappear. So really, I don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, but for the most part, at least for my 401k, I'm going to continue contributing as usual. If we see some more big spikes downward, I may put more money into the stock market. And regarding protecting my investment, you know, I'm not doing that much. And that's because I have the benefit of time on my hands. And so even if I lose a significant portion of my portfolio, it may be a little sad in the short term. But as I don't expect to use my retirement money for quite a number of years, it's not devastating to me. Now, if you're planning on retiring sooner than I am, you may want to take steps to protect yourself during times like this in the market. You may want to have some portion of your investments in fixed income securities or risk-free or low-risk securities. Just something to keep in mind. And maybe we will have this individual on and he can potentially talk more about how options or other futures can be used to help mitigate your risk. All right. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you are staying safe and stay frugal.